Okay, motherfucker! What are you looking at, sir? I'm looking at you, miss. not the Zodiac. And if I was, I certainly wouldn't tell you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Imprint Companion. This is a podcast that charts the entirety of the beautiful Blu-ray boutique label here in Australia, Imprint Films. I am one half of your physical media obsessed and often agonizing over do I alphabetize by director? Do I make mm-hmm. genre? Do I adhere to spine numbers? My name is Blake Howard and one of my dear friends, the prince of Australian podcasting, Alexi Toliopoulos is here with me as well. And I'm going to go on the record. I'll admit to how I have mine set up right now. Let's go. I have got it separated by genre. I'm you a do. video store guy at heart. I hearken back to that era of categorization. Bless so you. I have it split up into genres and people go, well, what if a movie straddles genres? Well, I pick which one it goes in. <laughs> I pick which one. I am the dictator of this video store in my house and I'm going to do it. I have a couple of, I've got like, can I, can I say? Yeah, I've of got, course. I've got multi-tiered. Yeah. I've got, the Criterion Collection is by spine number. Me too, and so is my imprint. imprint my imprints and Criterion, they, they're spine number. Spine number. But I've but especially rec- imprint because I keep getting them, so I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm just going to put it at the end of the shelf. Yeah, it's, it's easier it's, that it's, way. It's got to just go, keep going it to the end. in. And, but now I've recently, you know, you're, you're sitting mm-hmm. inside one Heatman Production Studios, beautiful new shelves. I've decided to alphabetize the rest. I did have it by, mm. I, I've I've literally gone through alphabetized by director before and then I had to go back to alphabetical because yeah. it was just too hectic. I'm obsessed with my genre setup because I just look at it and I go, wow. What are the genres? Uh, okay, really controversial. It's actually controversial. <laughs> um, my first genre is Australian. Great. And New Zealand. Yeah. Because that's kind of, you know, the antipodes. Yeah. Um, and I, a lot of people go, well, that's not a genre. Well, I go, well, it's where I want to look for those things. Yes. So I know what's there. I know what's there. I got the brain for it. Then silent movies. Oh, I love that. And then I go factual mm. slash special interest concept because, films. Because you, you're a big like documentary filmmaker, I'm a documentary, documentary, po- guy. documentary podcast. documentary. It's my shit. I love documentary. And then I go animation, mm. and that includes anime. And then it goes crime thriller. Yes. Then I go horror, science where fiction. Does, where does Silence of the Lambs fit in that? Criterion Collection, thank God. <laughs> Didn't have to make the choice. <laughs> I was, I was like, It'll probably be in crime thriller, though. Yeah, I yeah, think that's why uh, I got that's Hannibal. A, yeah. I think I got Hannibal in the Hannibal is really yeah. straddling, dude. Yeah, Hannibal's in A fucking in brain gets eaten in that I know, movie, dude. Yeah, I don't have a brain-eating section. <laughs> then I got fantasy, which includes Star Wars, because yeah. that's not a sci-fi. No. It is fantasy. Correct. And then... Correct, you hear that? Correct, dude. Then I think I got uh, action, war, martial arts, <laughs> westerns, uh, samurai movies and martial arts kind of, it goes from martial arts mm. to westerns through samurai films nice. and then comedy and then just drama is like yeah. what's left at the end. Like what doesn't fit into <laughs> the, the more substantial genres. But anyway, that's my brain. Welcome to my world, bitch. That's how I live my life. 
I like to go in and touch the the discs Welcome and get to my, my world, bitch. It, yes, I love that. Mm-hmm. Yes, I I look. I'm I'm this close, but I would do one thing slightly differently to yep. you. Is that I think I would have to break out westerns because I'm. What do you I'm, mean? Oh, oh, you mean you've got westerns separate too? Oh, westerns beautiful. are in there. Yeah, oh, they yeah. got westerns. No, no, western section. Oh, there's a western section. Sorry, when yeah. you said some of those, I thought you said martial arts and westerns sat together. Well, That's they're good. all sitting together oh, on the shelf, man. Yeah, okay. I don't have like a separate. It's like <laughs> not like I don't have corridors. Go, all my westerns are in this corridor. <laughs> I would love that. At that point, I've probably only got like thirty <laughs> westerns or something. You know. That's good. That's yeah. good. I love it. So it's yeah, westerns, martial art movies, they're near each other. Love it, love it. And all alphabetized in those genres? Uh yeah. Pretty at least close enough close, to close. close enough. So I got some fucking sitting on the side on top of them and uh, shit like that. It's gone crazy. And I got my stuff out on the my nice displays in the front because I got those those deep shelves. Anyway, yeah. that's my life. Let's move on. We have to. We have yeah. to. We've got three flicks uh, that we're going to cover. We're going to save um, one that is a psycho movie that w- and probably one of the best in the most recent batches of yeah, imprint. Yeah, Until last, um, Will- Billy Friedkin's Hurricane Billy's Bug. But we're going to talk about two films to start off with. Um, Lex and I, one of them I think is like video, like near video store. Video store. Video store day. Uh, movie yeah. Skeleton Key, which we're going to talk about next, but we're going to talk about a flick that Lex hasn't seen yet, which I did catch because I'm an Emily Blunt fan. Yeah, which dream Blunt rotation, I'm, you and her, that's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and not John Krasinski. Oh, yeah, no, no. I'm sorry, John. Um, this is a, a little flick from 2007, directed by Gregory Jacobs. It is called Windchill. We had a class together, you know? Intro to modern philosophy? What? There's like a million people in that class. <laughs> it was like Woodstock. So, uh, are you doing anything over the break? Ugh, I'm getting that laser eye surgery. But your glasses look so good on you. How would you know? I never wear them outside my dorm. The National Weather Service has issued a winter storm warning for the entire eastern seaboard. Temperatures will plunge with a wind chill reaching 30 degrees below zero. What the hell is this? Are we lost or something? It's a shortcut. Get back on Calm the highway. Hello! Any luck? Windchill. I had never heard of this movie. It's about two college students who are sharing a quiet ride home together. It's like a holiday break, winter break. Um, basically, Emily Blunt's character sees a little note on the notice board at her college that says, hey, if anyone's riding back to Delaware, um, I'm mm-hmm. going back there. If you want to have a ride, you can you know, split the split the petrol, split the gas uh, with me. I'll give you a ride. And basically, it stars Emily Blunt and Ashton Holmes, who's like one of those... Yeah. Ashton Holmes, you, you have a look at his face. You've seen, you'll see, you've recognised him. He's kind oh, of like yeah, you this know, fella. that that guy basically. And I, I don't want to spoil too much, but what I will say is this: uh, he may not actually, he may not be living there. He might just be trying to get a ride with Emily Blunt. Mm. And on this trip, they stumble upon some weird sacrificial <gasps> shit going okay, down I like and it that gets kind of stuff. it gets really supernatural and weird and it's a kind of road movie that's disturbing and like a uh, tension in there so it has a lot of that great stuff but then it gets fucking weird which is quite good so i can recommend it 
very atmospheric, very cool, and very cold. Um, and uh, I would recommend checking it out if you can sort of, mm. like, if you're like a, if you're especially, there is a horror subgenre of the horror road movie. Yeah. If you're into a horror road movie and like weird shit, this movie is mm. for you. I like had a breakdown. Fun, like, oh, well, classic imprint breakdown. Breakdown, 10 out of 10 mm. movie, but much less supernatural. Breakdown is just fucked up people. Yeah. Um, but this is, this has got, some weird supernatural elements to it, which I don't want to go into too much detail because I don't want to spoil it if there are folks out there who haven't seen it. Because it didn't, it's not a like. People don't know this movie. They don't know it. I don't know it. No, it's, but worth your time. Yeah, it's got a great pedigree. Uh, Clint Mansell did the music, executive producers George Clooney and Steven Soderbergh. Yeah. Not really, bad. really good little one. So, yeah, no, I had a lot of fun with this one. Check it out if you can. And if, if you're like, I'm, this is my genre. Horror, thriller, mm. weird, supernatural, road movies. All of those things intersect here. You'll probably pick this up in uh, a special. This is more like a... This isn't like a Stone Cold Batch-worthy kind mm. of flick, but if you're an Emily Blunt completist or a road movie person, yeah. like supernatural shit, this is going to be your thing. And probably in the same ballpark as that is a movie <laughs> called Skeleton Key. My grandma and your grandma you have a visitor. Happens that Miss Caroline Ellis. She works down at the hospice in New Orleans. He can't talk at all. Stroke pretty much paralyzed him. Happened about a month ago, up in the attic. Take good care of my husband. Be good to his house. There are more than 30 rooms in all. For the owner, they made a skeleton key. This will open every door. The key you gave me for the house, there's a door in the attic, it doesn't open. That was their room. They were trying to conjure up hoodoo. You know what hoodoo is? It's magic. Leave it alone. I've seen the room. No child, you don't know what you've seen. You see him in the mirrors. You can't expect me to believe that you see ghosts in your mirrors. Whatever they did to him, I'm not going to let him do it to me. I have vivid memories of the ads for this movie coming out. This was one of those 2005 era. It's Stir of Echoes ad level. Stir of Echoes. <laughs> it was on TV, the ads were constantly constantly the posters were everywhere for this movie and i kept on going like this has to be the scariest thing ever made i was probably like 13 14 <laughs> when this comes out i do i don't think i saw it um man this is nasty it's it a is. nasty little movie yeah uh is it great not quite I don't know. What a fucking cast. It's got Kate Hudson, Gina Rollins, Peter yeah, Skarsgård. Gina Rollins, Peter Skarsgård, and John, and John Hurt, Hurt in a basically non-verbal performance. Um, one thing that I'll say before I even talk about the movie is there's special features on this <laughs> that are so funny um, that uh, I believe are like old featurettes from like back in like primo 2005 DVD era. And uh, one of them is uh, Kate Hudson for one minute tells a ghost story about from like when her and her mom were like on a, she was taken to a set with her mom. They were staying like, you know, a, a haunted house basically. 
um, during the making of one of her mum's movies. Uh, what was the just, movie? I, she doesn't tell you. <laughs> what? She doesn't tell you what movie it was. I can't remember. I think I researched and I forgot completely. Um, but it's just like, yeah, one and a half minutes, talk to camera, like real DVD era. <laughs> <laughs> be on channel like you know cable like where they go hey he's a behind the thing from the movie then john hurt reads a spooky story not even a spooky story it's just like a story about like um american history basically it's like quite uh you know, it's a, this is this involves some grim areas of american history uh of the deep south and stuff and then jenna rollins does a love spell what? She just like gives you a love incantation spell. It's really weird. I show me the fucking. They're on box. there. They're on the back. Oh my god! Yeah, really weird features. This is it's peak. Just, it, this is peak, peak DVD peak era. DVD. And they just like you know they've got a bunch of the old featurettes brought them back. I think that's so funny. That's the fucking bomb diggity. It was so funny, and then also it's got actual good special features. Yeah, like, Alexandra Helen Nicholas, yeah, who we doing love. audio commentary, one of my heroes. Yeah, she's so the best. Funny. Best. Um. Uh. Yeah. Great. It's a real. This is a weird movie. It's really um. Man, I don't know. I did not love this movie. There's a few things to love about it. Uh, it's got a few freaky moments. It's got some nice camera technique. Um, but there's stuff in this like, fuck, in 2005 they were doing shit like this? It's crazy. Uh, yeah, it's a hard recommendation. But those core four are great. Kate Hudson's in a bit of a renaissance with... Uh, she did like two big movies last year. Um, she was in the Night Glass Out Onion. sequel, Glass, Glass Onion. Onion, and this other movie called uh, Mona Lisa and the Moon or something like that. Yeah. Bad, bad, <laughs> bad. I can't remember the title, but it's like called Bad Mona Lisa. Great movie, though. I loved it. Oh. Loved that film. She was she was probably one of the best things in Glass Onion, and that had yeah. a lot of fun elements in it as well. Can you drop those off? Come to the jukebox. I want to introduce you to somebody. You're very beautiful. I like hearing you talk. If you want, you can stay here tonight. That'd be nice. They live in your blood. What is that? Hey, you see it? It's a bug. Jerry, you can't stay here. You throw me out? Get out of here! Puss crawling with these things, and they feed on your brain. There's no bugs on your skin. You you dig it out. I'll dig it out and show you. This December, from the Academy Award-winning director of The Exorcist, Open the door! comes the movie the Chicago Tribune calls one of the most disturbing horror movies imaginable. We have to kill her. They want you to know they're there. Bug. We'll never really be safe again. Now, this next one, we recently talked about Hurricane Billy. Mm, Billy did, Friedkin, one did, of my heroes, William Friedkin. Unbelievable. Now, what I hadn't known, like, until a recent and absolutely fantastic episode of the Talk Easy podcast with a friend of mine, Sam Fragoso, one of the best interviewers going around, former film critic, filmmaker. He did an amazing interview with Michael Shannon about his career. And Michael Shannon told some of the most beautiful stories about the incredible Pulitzer Prize winning playwright mm -hmm. and actor, Tracy, Tracy Letts, Letts, who wrote 
the play bug, which he starred in. And then when the movie was being made, Tracy Letts fought tooth and nail to get Michael Shannon out of the theater because that's where he'd started his career to be a film actor. And I had never heard of bug until literally that interview, a few like weeks. It feels like later we get announced that bug is coming to this. Yeah. It's been on my radar for a long time. I remember like, like, Oh, from, William Friedkin, I love him, but there was like this movie just looked too sicko for me. It was it it and it is sicko. Ashley Judd, who I absolutely one love, and, this, and she's one of my faves, and she's so underrated. Has a real purple patch in the sort of like late nineties, early two thousands with things like Double Jeopardy mm. and like um she she's absolutely came a spider. Long is that came one a spider? Yeah, yeah, really good. And she had some great movies, obviously. Time has told the story of her being blackboard essentially mm. by the Weinstein company, but this is absolutely incredible. I was blown away by this absolutely straight up psycho paranoia movie. It mm. is a movie about grief and paranoia and just, it is so baddie and fuck, it's good. Yeah, it's, it is a disturbing movie. Deeply disturbing. Deeply, deeply disturbing. The places this film goes by the end of it are hard to recover from. Oh, it's not a tinfoil hat movie. It's a tinfoil house yeah. movie. It's nuts. And that Michael Shannon performance, my Lord almighty, fantastic performance. Yeah. And what he done before this? Groundhog Day? That's probably it. <laughs> Nothing. A couple of other little Nothing. things, Tiny. you know. Tiny things. Tiny things. He is magnificent. The confidence in this performance is stunning. And uh, who is the actor that plays the ex that comes back into... Harry Connick Jr. Harry Connick Jr. Great actor. Underappreciated actor. Fantastic in this movie. Yeah, Harry Connick Jr. who is also absolutely phenomenal in a serial killer movie, Copycat, mm. with Sigourney Weaver. Wow. Fucking Badass wow, movie. That's ripe for imprint copycat. Yeah, let's Real go. DVD store that's era, DVD you know. Era shit. Wow, video store favorite copycat. Yeah. Um, I really loved Bug. It really disturbed me. It's an icky, dirty, grubby, nasty, horrifying, thrilling experience. And and you can totally see this is why Billy Friedkin's career is so cool, is because he sees this movie that is like Oh, he sees, he sees a stage play mm. where Chase Celeste is like, this is kind of like this fever dream that feels like it's unfilmable. So many of his movies are so epic in scope. Yeah. Even, you know, a lot of people talk about like The Exorcist and talk about obviously such an atmospheric movie set in mm. a house, set in a single room, etc. But that movie has scale and yeah. scope. And it's so, so many of his movies do that. This movie is just as claustrophobic and crazy mm. as you get. And I think he is one of the most commanding filmmakers ever yeah. of what it truly takes for people to feel a level of psychosis and, 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 and to be feeling like things are there. And in some of his movies, it's, you know, that subtext becomes text because it's like, no, you're actually demonically possessed. Mm. But here it's like, there is a possession going on in this. And it is like, yeah, as you said, a, a movie that is so hard to recover from, but yeah. I, I can't recommend it higher. I can't I recommend agree. it. It's fucking amazing. B blew me away. 
and he's a great adapter of plays. Yes. He, one of his earliest movies is the adaptation of The Boys in the Band. Yes. Fantastic film. Yeah. Great play. I adore that play. I love his adaptation of it. And now his final film is coming out probably this year, maybe next year, depending on a rollout of some kind. Another adaptation of play, yeah. uh, the Kane Mutiny, yeah, Kane Court Martial yep. um, experience. So, yeah. <laughs> but then I think what I really appreciate about Bug and what really disturbed me about it when I was thinking about it, really great adapting place. This an unbelievable amount of safety in seeing this as a film where you've seen it behind the glass of your TV screen. There's a separation between the audience and the subject. I could not fathom seeing this as a play, being in the same space as what's going on. But being in the same space me. as Michael Shannon it would doing this. Me. I doing would this get cancer from <laughs> my stomach twisting up yeah. when watching this thing. It, it, like to see that and to have to bear mm. witness to it and having no, like that's the thing why, you know, I don't know if we've talked about this too much, but like so many movie musicals for me, especially when they're adapted from the stage, fail because if you ever are lucky enough to see a movie, uh, like a musical, musical adaptation on a stage, mm. like a Phantom of the Opera and then you see it come to like screens, it's like, all the immediacy is gone. Mm. All, all that stuff that makes it so magical is gone. But here, I'm like, I'm good. Yeah. I'm happy that the screen don't is me there. there mate. Don't I don't, develop me too much. I don't want to be there. No, yeah, no, no. Like, great film. Great film. Had such a great time. That is all for this second batch. Um, the second uh, part of the October um, batch and late September batches of imprint that we're going to be talking about. We have a monstrous November coming. Mm. And it's noir Vember. It's two big box sets, right? Yeah, there's an adventure, there's yep. a, there's noirs, and then there's a couple of other Isn't really- Isn't a Marlon Brando box set? Uh, no, wait. That's December, bro. I'm talking oh, about November. I'm talking about November. Yeah. December is the incredible Sydney Lumet mm-hmm. and a Brando box and some other extras. And yeah. fortunately, we have a January break because we are going to go deep on this and we have a massive- And then Imprint has, as we discussed in our last pod, but if you didn't listen- Huge announcement. Imprint Asia is coming in 2024 along with the Imprint Films collection, but they are going to funnel a whole bunch of what would normally be on their Imprint collection into their Imprint a Asia label. Sub-label. A sub-label. Incredible stuff. I can't wait. I'm super excited about it. So I want to see all the talent they get for the yeah. boxes and the commentaries and the Pretty essays. Unreal. It's going to be unbelievable. So these were fun, but man, like honestly, if you, if it's not in the batch because the rest of the batch doesn't grab you. Yeah. Grab bug. Bug. Grab bug. Grab bug. Grab bug. Grab yeah, bug. Skeleton key if you like that kind of stuff. <laughs> Dude, I want to see the ghost story, but. Yeah, it's and, so fun. And the incantation. It's awesome to go like, wow, this is what DVDs used to be like. And then there's what also like, well, this is what DVDs are like now. <laughs> That's the golden age to have both of them together. Oh, wow. It's real fun. It's so good. Um, Thank you so much for listening, guys. Uh, Lex um, is still kicking along on special features with Cam, yeah. James, doing part two. I'm so looking forward to mm-hmm. listening to part two of the Kevin Smith trilogy. movie podcast trilogy. And I'll tell you what the titles are. The first episode is We Need to Talk About Kevin. Episode two, we still need to talk about Kevin, <laughs> followed by we will always need to talk about Kevin. Oh, my goodness. That yeah, is with so- a lot of different references <laughs> going along in those ones. Oh, so good. Well, um, you can find Lex on socials at This Is Lexi. I'm at One Blake Minute. Um, really 
terrific bunch of pods um, coming up. Miami Nice's great Henson Caper is onto the Dark Crystal in this next episode. Ooh. We are halfway through this oh. incredible series. That's the sound they make in Dark Crystal. Yeah. <laughs> Hire this man. <laughs> Brian Henson Company. He's got voices. Mm-hmm. He's talented. Please do. Get him under a puppet. Man, it was so funny. One time I met someone who, it was like at a friend's birthday party that like had worked for the Henson company, wow. Brian Henson. I worked directly with Brian Henson and they were shocked by how much I knew about the man, Brian <laughs> Henson. I was like, I just like him a lot as a filmmaker. I liked Happy Time Murders. I yeah. loved it. Yeah. I like all his movies. Yeah. And his dad was truly a genius. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So good. And it's been so fun. Ethan Warren is the writer on that show. I'm just producing and he's assembled such an amazing crew of guests. And it's been such a a treat to collaborate with Ethan again. And a little bit later in the year, Midnight Run Through. Woo! And I can... You want me to spill the beans here with you? Don't tell me you got the Duke. We didn't get the Duke. He's now gracefully passed away. May you rest in peace. But we did get George Galler, the writer. Oh, holy shit. And it... You got the guy that wrote you got the Duke. (laughs) That's even better. Even better. Um, so we got it. Very exciting times. Jen Johans and I doing that one. If you haven't listened to Jen's great podcast, Watch With Jen, go find it. Catch up. Mm-hmm. One of the most thoughtful, beautifully put together podcasts. Great guests. Um, people love talking to Jen and I, so do I. Um, guys, thank you for listening. This has been Imprint Companion. Uh, I'm Blake. He was Alexi. And uh, we'll catch you on another Imprint Companion for a massive November and then a massive December soon. Yeah, the guy was surprised I knew that Brian Henson was married to Mia Sarah. That was the thing that he's really scared him. He's still on him. the beat. He's still on it. <laughs>